0: Hello and welcome to Inspire Me Today Radio. I'm your host, Gail Lynn Goodwin. If you're like the average person, you grow up, you go to school, you get a job, you look forward to the end of your career so that someday you can retire and do what it is that you want to do. You go to work each day because you have to, not because you want to. But what if, what if there was a way that you could actually do what you loved most and make money doing it? What if, instead of putting things on a list to do someday, you were able to do them now? If you knew right now that you only had one year left to live, what would you do differently? Would you quit your job, move to a new location, have the courage to follow your dream? Today's guest is a best-selling author and international speaker and coach who teaches people how to live like they were dying. He's on a mission to help people figure out what their dreams are and then show them how to make those dreams their reality now. His name is Kamanzi Constable, and I am very honored that he's here with us today to share his inspiration. Kamanzi, welcome to InspireMeTodayRadio.com.
1: Thank you for having me, Gail. Um, you've been a huge inspiration to me. The site's been a huge inspiration. So, yeah, this is like coming full circle.
0: Yay. Well, we're delighted to have you here. I want to jump in and start. Give us the condensed version, if you would. How did you get to be who you are doing what you are in the world today?
1: Sure. Um, well, for 12 years, I lived a life that could be best described as existing. I was at a – it technically was my business in name. It was a franchise situation, but it really wasn't. Um, I, I was in a, a job that I hated. I was 132 pounds overweight.
0: Oh my! And
1: um, I've lived in um, Milwaukee, Wisconsin my whole life, which which isn't a bad place to grow up, but it's definitely not um, the place I see myself retiring. And so, as um, when I was 19 years old, and I started this this business, um, it was great. I was 19 years old. I was making fifty five thousand dollars, and when you're 19, you could work like four or five jobs, and everything's all good, right? You just have all that energy. Sure. But then as I got married and I had children and they started having plays and soccer games and all that good stuff, um, I was only getting three hours of sleep a night, waking oh. up at midnight and going to deliver bread at midnight. Wow. And as the years went on, you know, it, it didn't help with the weight, it didn't help with the stress. Um, and also since I I never knew anything about running a business, so I completely fumbled that up. So at the end of that, 12 years, I was, um, all the things that I described to you, plus I was $180,000 in tax debt from the business. Oh my. So it was well, a rough time.
0: Wow. <laughs> you know, my next question, I think you're already leading into, but we all have those moments in life that pretty much define where we're going from here. Is this where you literally stepped off the ledge, took a risk with only the belief that you'd succeed?
1: Yeah. Um, it, at that point, uh, three years ago, um, when all this when everything was just really bad in my life that 's when I decided hey i 'm going to chase my dream
0: <laughs> How fun and well you so- know sometimes though those sometimes when you 're making a lot of money i 've talked to people that are making mid to high six figures i mean great incomes, they hate what they 're doing, but it 's too good to leave. Where could they ever find something like that again? you know, and so you were at least in the position fortunate or not i mean depending i guess how you look at it but you were at least in a position that it was easier to walk away because you were broke and miserable
1: exactly and it was at that point three years ago that um i'd always had a passion for writing i loved it but i never thought you could make money at it until i read the story of a woman named amanda hawking and if you're not familiar with her she's a 19 she was a 19 year old tma from minnesota And she had written 17 novels by the time she was 19. So she really loved to write. Wow. She tried to get them published. Nobody would publish them. Editor, editors, publishers, all of them said that the writing wasn't good. So she self-published them. And this was becoming popular. And um, in an an eighth month span, she sold one million copies of her self-published books. And Random House um, offered her a deal for $2.5 million. Wow.
0: So I'm
1: reading her story and I'm like, and if Amanda could do this, why can't I do this? I don't need to sell a million copies. Why can't I sell 10,000 copies? That would definitely be enough to, to change my world. And so I got excited and I took this, this book that I was writing, which was really just my journal. And I said, I'm going to put this together as an ebook. I'm going to self-publish it and market it. I'm going to do exactly what she did. And I'm going to sell all these copies. And you're, you, you know how this goes, Gail. Um, I put the book out there to the world, and the first day I thought I would see 100 sales from friends and family. Everybody had said, hey, when this book comes out, I'm going to buy this book. And um, the day the book came out, I rushed <laughs> to work, and I logged on to Amazon, and do you know what I saw, Gail? One? I mean, not even a one. It was zero. Oh, no. It was zero. Yes. And I thought, huh. Maybe just people haven't had time to catch on. So I'm on social media all day. My mailman can't deliver the mail. I'm like, hey, I got a book. It's e e-book. It's out. He's like, great. Here's your mail. And I'm telling everybody who would listen. And um, the reader's digest version is after six months, uh, Gail I had sold five copies of this book. Mm. And I was crushed, completely crushed. And I'm like, you know what? Forget this. Um, chasing your dreams. Forget this e-book stuff. I'm done. And it was at that point when I was ready to give up that a 19-year-old young man that was reading my blog said, hey, you know, I've been reading your blog for a while. You inspired me. He's like, I'm going in tomorrow to quit my job. And I'm reading this on my You're phone. You're going, no! I, was, <laughs> I ran to get to the right <laughs> time, till I ran. And said, like, don't quit your job in big capital letters. And um, I said, hey, let's get on the phone. So we got on the phone. And it was a little awkward at first, so I'm going to be honest. But I asked him what he wanted to do. He told me, and I said, hey, let's put a plan together. I'm not a coach or anything like that, but let's put a plan together. Let's, let's see what we can do here. And in one month, he landed his dream job. Um, and he called me on the phone, and his, um, he called me with his wife, and she was crying, and he was crying, and I was crying. And at that point was when I really realized what my dream was. It wasn't to write or speak or coach or anything like that. It was to help those that felt stuck that felt like they had no way out, that didn't know how to make their dream happen. And and even though I hadn't figured it out yet, I knew that's what I wanted to do. I wanted to help those people. And so from that point on, I didn't focus on any book sales anymore. I didn't even look at the numbers. That's when I really became a writer. I started writing from my heart and writing about things that most people weren't talking about uh, Mm -hmm. back then, like writing about the bankruptcy that I had to file or the time my wife and I, Split up because of the problems were so bad and stuff like this. And when I wrote those posts, the response was just—it was insane. Uh, there was times I wake up and I get seventy emails from people like, "I'm going through that right now, and I can't believe you wrote about that. And yeah, it's something I'm struggling with." And people started responding.
0: Oh, A few of them great. bought the book. Isn't it amazing yeah. that you had to get to the core of who you were? and be strong enough to be vulnerable enough to share it from that heart-centered space, and look what happened. You know, so many times we keep stuff bottled up just thinking that, well, nobody cares. And yet it's when we share. And you shared uh, you shared from a place of wanting to help other people. It wasn't about you. It was about how can I help this young man in his life. And the funny thing is that I think a lot of people don't get is, It's only when you step out of your own stuff and make the effort exactly what you did to help somebody else that you end up helping yourself.
1: Exactly. And, you know, coincidentally, not focusing on numbers or anything like that, after about a couple of months, I decided, hey, I'm going to check, see where things were at. And that little book had sold uh, 2,000 copies without (laughs) me checking, without anything. And then I... uh, I self published a second book in March of 2012. But by that point, I'd done a little bit of research on marketing books and online stuff. And then, um, you know, to give Digi- you the Reader's Digest version, to date, both of the self published books have sold a little bit over 80,000
0: copies. That's fantastic. Well, congratulations. No wonder we are having you here. You're inspiring me. <laughs> <laughs> this is great stuff. You know, so many times, though, Kamanzi people will say, oh, yeah, well, he's got it easy. I mean, he's, you know, this best-selling author, and he sold 80,000 books, and he speaks all over the world, and he coaches you know, rock star clients and on and on. But my life, oh, poor me, my life sucks, and I could never do that. So I want you to talk to that because I'm guessing, I mean, you shared with us, you went through a lot of crap to get to where you are. How did you manage to keep going when life smacked you in the head and how did you not become fearful put your tail between your legs and run and hide
1: well it definitely started with a good support system um a very a good wife who's been with me through thick and thin and then um a good group of friends uh, two friends and my brother we have like a quote-unquote um, a mini mastermind even though that's not what it technically is but when I was going through this, I went to them and said, "Hey, you know, like this is just too much." And they're like, "No, you can do this. Figure this out. Um, did you give it your best effort? You know." And they're, and they're brutally honest with me, and they said, "You know what? Quit crying. Get back up and figure this thing out." And Love so it. it's when you're in that situation, you definitely need good support, whether it's a family, a friend, who, whoever it is, reach out. Don't hold it all inside.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Well, and what then, about? Um,
0: I'm sorry. Go ahead.
1: No, go ahead. Sorry.
0: Well, my question was going to be, were you ever afraid? Did you ever feel fear? And if so, what did you do about it?
1: I, I definitely feel, felt fear. I still feel, feel fear now. As uh, Gail and I were talking, our family's moving to Maui. Like every day I think about that, I'm like, I'm super excited. I mean, I'm super scared. Like the hundred and, and things that could go along. Um, so the way that I deal with fear is just focus on why you're doing this. Um, I'm, I'm doing this for this reason, whatever your why is focus on that. And then really just, I always remind myself because, um, I lost my father last year at 54, um, which is a relatively young age. And when I lost him, it really woke me up to how short life is. I mean, we know it, we hear it. We know that we're going to die someday, but life goes quickly and it goes too quickly for me to let fear win.
0: I love that. Say that again.
1: Uh, Life goes too quickly to let fear win.
0: I don't know if you realize how powerful that is, but that's pretty amazing. And I can, you know, my sympathies to you. I lost both my mom and my dad in the last three years and double whammy within 11 months. And it just, you know, people say it will rock your world in a not good way. And you say, oh, yeah, 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 whatever. It'll be someday down the road. And then when it hits, it's like, oh, my gosh. It's like, you know, somebody sweeps the rug out from under you and you exactly. realize and you realize in one moment they're right there with you and then it's like blowing out a candle and it's like where did that flame go it's gone where did it go and it 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 is something that i mean it profoundly affected my life in a way that i never anticipated that it would and from that i have the same zest for life of why not me why not now if not now when i mean this is it guys right Yep. So absolutely. Well, you made the one of your quotes that you gave to inspire me today was at the end of your life. You're not going to remember all of the stuff you bought. You'll remember all the incredible life experiences. So go out there and live life. And you know your your today's brilliance that you gave us was live like you're dying. And it just you know brings back the Tim McGraw song in my head. But it's so true. And when I really think, you know, as I mentioned in the intro. If you think, okay, today you know you have one year left. I mean, take a moment and let that sink in. You have one year left. What would you do differently? And why are you not doing that now? And that's the part. I mean, I know this is what you teach and the philosophy, you know, that you share with people. But it just, you know, you teach that we, it is, it, it is here, it is right now. And I just, I love that about you that you you help a lot of people. I mean, I know some of the people that you coach, and I know how incredible they are because of what you're doing. So thank you for that. We're going to go ahead and put all your contact information on Inspire Me Today so our listeners know by now. If they're listening to this at the gym or out running or driving in the car, or whatever, just come on back to com, and I'm going to spell this first name for you. He's the only Kamanzi we have on the site, so it's K I. M-A-N-Z-I, Constable. You can even just put in Kamanzi and it will come up. And we'll make sure that the links are there to his book, his works, his coaching, his teaching. Whatever this incredible man is doing, we'll make sure you know about it so that you can stay in touch. But Kamanzi, you inspire so many people. Who or what inspires you?
1: Well, um, it, I think it started with a book called 48 Days for the Work You Love by a man named Dan Miller. And at the lowest point I was in half price books and I saw that book and the title was interesting and that book just completely shifted my perspective and my mindset. Like it really, it, it showed me that this was possible and it gave me the confidence to step out. And so, and then since then, Dan Miller, um, you know, he's a man that's inspired many people and he's, he's done great things, but then to even going reach out to him and he's even personal enough to reach back and talk. And then he endorsed my book. So it's definitely like come in full circle. But I mean, there is so many, I, I try to read, Gail, I try to read a book a week. So it's about a book, book and a half a week. And the content that is just available to us and a lot of it, even if you read good blog posts or listen to a great podcast like this one, it's all free. Um, you can get daily inspiration. You can get daily tips and help. So there is definitely a lot of that that I listen to and read.
0: I know a really good site for that too. inspiremetoday.com come on Z. do you do specific things each day that kind of keep you on track because even once you have this mindset it doesn't mean that the curveballs aren't going to come flying at you again and so what do you do if you'd be happy you know if you'd be willing to share with us what do you do each and every day whether it's a routine or ritual or practice that keeps you on track keeps you grounded keeps you balanced
1: I definitely have a general um, thing that I do and then something specific. The general thing is this, what I figured out a long time ago, is I try to take things one day at a time. When you try to focus on the big picture, I want to do this, I want to do that, I want to make these big changes, I want to lose 150 pounds. um, When you look at that big picture, it could be seen impossible and it can be discouraging when you're not getting there quickly. But if you break it down to one day at a time, okay, what do I have to wake up and what do I have to do today? okay, I have to eat right today, I have to go exercise for 30 minutes today, okay, check, done that. Or if I wake up and, man, I just I didn't eat good or I didn't exercise or something didn't go wrong in that day, I say, you know what, that's just today, I'm going to go to bed wake up and tomorrow I'm going to make that better than today. Just focus on one day at a time and as you keep focusing on each day at a time, you're going to look up and realize you're there. And just to be productive, um, I try to plan things out. So the night before, I try to keep it very simple. I get out my iPhone, the reminders app, and my notes app on my iPhone, and I plan out um, the next day. Okay, this is what I want to do tomorrow. This is what I'd like to do in a perfect world. And if everything goes right, these are the few things I like to try. And I have my day planned out, and I wake up, and I focus on the things that I have to do. Then I go on to things that I want to do, and then maybe a few fun things. I when I work, I like to work in uninterrupted blocks of times, so turn off all the Facebook and the notifications, all that, and just work.
0: And I'm guessing you're now getting more than three hours sleep a night, too.
1: I get eight hours every night now.
0: <laughs> well, that's <laughs> terrific because that helps with everything from weight loss to bl- brain clarity to creativity. So I'm sure that's well, a good thing all around.
1: Well, Gail, since I quit quit that job, I quit it at the beginning of 20. Uh, 20- 2013 you know i've been at this for uh, a little over a year now and um in june of last year i'm like you know what i gotta do something about this weight now i'm not at this job anymore i'm in a full night's sleep and i just started taking it one day at a time and from june 17th i was my best uh friend's best man at his wedding. june 15th saw the pictures and i'm like now is time and since june 17th gail until today i've lost 150 pounds
0: wow that's like a person.
1: Yeah. Wow. It is a person.
0: I'm impressed. And this came from changing the mindset, letting go of that which no longer serves you, and embracing that which does. Exactly. Fantastic. Well, kudos to you for that as well. You know, Kamanzi, I am really grateful that our mutual friend, Ty, connected us because this is definitely information that our community needs. Let me ask you this. If you were to summarize your greatest wisdom, what have you learned in life so far that you'd want to pass on to others right here, right now?
1: Um, it's that you can do it no matter where you're at, no matter what you're going through. Um, you can make those changes you want to make in your life. You can change your dreams. You could you could do whatever it is that you really would desire to do. Um, you're, it's not going to be easy. I'll tell you that up front right now. It's not going to be easy. You're going to fail. And all of us fail. Gail will tell you, I'll, I'll tell you, everybody fails, but the difference um, between those that are successful and those that aren't is when you fail, you got to be willing to get back up and get back on that horse and try it again. So you're going to fail, but determine every time you fail, you're going to get back up and really realize that um, life is short as we, as we talked about, and you, you got to go for it. Um, when you come to the end of your life, you're not going to remember, what you didn't try or or what you didn't do. You're remember, all right, I went for it. I went after it and some things didn't work out, but these things did. And it was an amazing experience.
0: Yes. I have a bouncy ball that I sit on and when I get really, yes, yes, yes. With what you're saying, I find that I'm bouncing up and down. So I'm sitting here in my office looking out at the snowy woods saying yes to life, yes to what you're saying here, Kamanzi. This is just such good information. But, you know, so many times people, it's not that they don't have the dream. It's that they have the dream, but fear is bigger than the dream. What do you say to those people who want to move from Wisconsin to Maui, but they have no idea how to do it, and they have a litany of excuses for why they can't do it? And you know the list, just like you said a little while ago. Yes, you're excited, but yes, there's part of you going, what are you thinking? Is it just by focusing on what you do know to be right for you and focusing on the good things in your life? Or how is it that you're able to take that step even when you're afraid?
1: Um, I, I think at that point, it comes down to your planning. So you, you have a dream like a move to Hawaii, um, sitting down and logistically figuring out step by step, how am I going to do this? How much money do I need? Um, where am I going to move? Um, what am, what am I going to be taking? So whatever it is you want to do, and it terrifies you think about Mm -hmm. a piece of paper and plan it out. All right. And with the uh, internet and all the information we have for us, you can actually plan that. So if you want to open a restaurant or you want to start this business, or you just wanted a better job, you can research that. You can research it. You can figure it out. You can put the plan together and you can show that plan to friends, family members, maybe even somebody who's been there that could mentor you. They'll put that plan together and then just start taking small steps. So put your toe in the water. So like when we decided we wanted to move to Hawaii, we said, all right, let's go take a survey trip out there and see, so we went out there as a family and we saw, could we actually live here? Let's not live like tourists, let's live like we'd be living here. And we tested the waters and we're like, yeah, I think we can do this. Then we came back and we started putting that plan together. And this move has taken three years to plan and come together. But every time I'm afraid and I'm like, is this going to work out? I just look at that plan that I researched so much and I just focus on that and just keep taking the steps.
0: No, you just look at a picture of the beach and say, okay, it's snowing here in Wisconsin. It's a beach there. (laughs) It kind of makes it an easy decision. (laughs) That's terrific. Well, this has been very, very informational, very inspirational, and very helpful, I'm sure, to the many people that will listen to this question for you and this is one that i love because it kind of makes you prioritize my question i've this probably my favorite question that i have asked luminaries as young as five and as old as 104 and the question is with everything that you've already done with everything that you're already accomplishing you moving to maui whatever if you had just one more thing that you could experience or accomplish in your lifetime what would it be
1: one more thing to accomplish um, or experience or experience it would uh it would definitely be to to give back to my family that's um because my name is Kamanzi. my family most of my family, is in kenya so if i could accomplish anything it would be to give them all um a little bit of a better life to you know it's something that i'm working on um and you know i, f- I send the money here and there but just be able to help them financially help my younger cousins and nieces and nephews uh, be able to pay for them to go to school there in Kenya and have shoes and have food every day but, but to really just help my family out there.
0: Boy it puts things in perspective doesn't it? When yeah. we compare this life that we complain about so much to those that are so much less fortunate all around the world. Kind of makes us grateful and takes us right back to the first step. If you want anything else that's good in your life start with gratitude for where you are.
1: Exactly.
0: Yeah. So that's a terrific answer. Well, again, I am so grateful to you for taking the time for sharing your brilliance with all of our listeners today. Not only your written today's brilliance, but also for taking the time to do this interview. So Kamanzi, thank you. And to our listeners, again, go back to inspiremetoday.com, put in Kamanzi, K-I-M-A-N-Z-I Constable, and you can find out more about him there. Find out about his new book, or the two books that he's got out. You can buy the books. Then he'll be well over his 80,000 number already. So again, Kamanzi, thank you for taking the time. I really enjoyed getting to know you a little bit here today, and I look forward to our next interview because there's even more that I want to know about
1: you. Oh, yeah, that next interview might be uh, in person, right?
0: I think that would be fantastic.
1: (laughs) Well, (laughs) again,
0: thank you, thank you. And to our listeners, thank you for spending part of your day with us. Come on back again next week. We'll bring you inspiration from another incredible luminary. And until then, remember, it's only when you have the courage to step off the ledge that you'll realize you've had wings all along. We love you. We're here for you. We'll see you again tomorrow. And thanks again for stopping by.